Hello, hello, and welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. It is Caitlin, your solo host. I'm flying solo again this week because Katie is still on her honeymoon in Thailand with her new hubby, Frank, and you got to check them out on Instagram because they are just having the time of their lives, and I'm super jealous as I sit here by myself hosting the podcast for the second week in a row by myself, but it's okay. We're flying solo. We're going to have a great night. Um, We have a packed night, um, including some great football news, some breaking news, I mean, across football and housewives. So we have a lot of talked about. So this is, uh, just so everyone's aware, this is episode 77. Um, super excited and I wanted to start the show off with a, an exciting announcement on behalf of Katie and myself and that is drum roll if you guys can hear that I don't know I don't know if I'm getting close enough to the microphone or not um, but exciting news we are officially attending BravoCon in New York City on November 16th. That is a Saturday. So last week I spoke about how I did not get tickets, the three-day passes um, for the weekend, but God is on our side and we are officially going just for Saturday. They started selling one-day passes on Tuesday. And I got to tell you, like luck is re- and God are really on our side because Apparently the tickets sold out again within like 60 seconds. We got them. I got two of them. So I got right away. It wasn't even placed in a queue. I just went right to the checkout and I, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. I, Katie even like, yeah, she was like, oh, how much do I owe you? I don't even know. I had to go check my receipt. I just got so excited, but I did get multiple notifications that um, we are officially going. We have the tickets. I am super excited. Um, so I wanted to make that announcement. I'll talk a little bit about it later. Um, but yeah, super excited. So cheers to that. I'm drinking a glass of wine right now, some Chardonnay. So cheers. Gonna take a sip. And let's get right into it. So again, um, I asked our social media audience to ask me some questions. So we have five really good ones. So the first one um, is about housewives, um, Real Housewives of Orange County to be specific. And the question is, do you think Kelly and Vicky can reconcile their differences and be friends again? Um, so if you guys are not familiar with the Orange County franchise, um, especially this season, so Katie and I have spoken about it. So Vicky has been demoted to a friend. So she is like the OG of um, Real Housewives. You know, Orange County came out first. Vicky was one of the first people, um, one of the you know everlasting ones. So she's now a friend. But what we're seeing right away is that her and Kelly have had some drama drama. Um, it ended last season with some drama. Now they've had some in the off season, some, excuse me, some drama. Now it's back again. I, my answer to this is that I really don't think so. And this is coming from two different people that have had major feuds with people on the show and have become friends with them again. But that's the problem. They are the problems. They're the ones always going out and picking fights with people and getting into these epic battles and then reconciling later because of the other individuals. These two going head to head is like World War III. This is not going to be solved. I do not think so. They've said some hateful things. They're still saying some hateful things on social media. Kelly's daughter is involved and she's so young. I just, I don't think so. I really do not see this one getting better. So the answer is no. 
Number two, should the, should the Giants sign Eli to a three-year extension or a full five? So this question actually comes from a non-Giants fan, so I can't tell if they're just being manipulative and mean to me on this one. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and um, definitely say they're not going to do a full five years. Um, in my opinion, and I've always thought this, um, you know, especially after a lot of the drama that happened last year, like I think Eli's got two solid seasons left in him. Um, I think that a three-year extension will definitely come into question um, after this season. How do the Giants do? How does Eli do? Where do we end up? Do we make it to the playoffs? If we do, they're definitely going to think about extension here. So everyone needs to understand now that Eli is on his fourth year. He did sign a four-year contract back in 2015. Um, so we are now currently in 2019. So he is coming up on to re-signing. What are we going to do there? So my gut tells me that if this season ends well, um, it'll be a three-year extension or maybe, I don't know if they could do, if they could do a two-year, that would be my recommendation, but who am I? They're not going to call me up and ask for my Rico on this um, because I think it's, it's too left, including this season. So I can't see him signing a three-year extension and then only playing one season and then leaving. I don't know. It's a little sticky in my opinion. Maybe they'll do a one-year extension. Does that even make sense? Can you do that? Who the heck knows? Um, if it's Eli Manning, I think you can do anything that you want to. But everyone's obviously super pleased with Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't think he's like NFL ready right now, but he could be in a year or two. So I'd like to see our options other than a three-year and a five-year. Question number three, so I did announce that we were going to BravoCon. So the question is, what are you looking forward to the most about BravoCon? So apparently, um, so we're going on Saturday. So I hope we get like a lot of like, you know, the like the most action packed you know, like the meatiest day out of all of them. There's a lot of like after parties and everything. And I think we need to register for them or buy more tickets, which is fine. Like Katie and I totally will. But I think that I'm looking forward to the most um, are the panels. So a lot of them are sitting on the panels, whether it's below deck members, um, Vanderpump Rules or Housewives. They're going to be like sitting on panels together as like franchises, but then also with other Bravo celebs. So I'm super excited to see how they mix together and they interact together. Like we always love a good Housewives crossover, but I also love a good like other Bravo crossover. Like recently, I think it was Ramona. Like she was hanging out with the Southern Charm people. Like I love that. Like I want to see some Housewives and some Below Deck members get together. My two favorite shows. And then throw Vanderpump Rules into it. Like I want to see all of that. So I'm definitely looking forward to that the most. Um, and then also the outfits. So Katie and I have been brainstorming. Like she's on her honeymoon in Thailand and she's already researching like what we're going to wear. That's dedication and that just shows that we are so dedicated to this. So I am so excited for the outfits too. Like what are people going to wear? I'm going to have to join like a, a Facebook group or like a forum of people going and seeing what they're doing. But we'll see. Okay, so question number four. Would you rather sit back with a glass of wine in Italy or Napa Valley? So this is a great question because I love wine and these are two places that are like wine wine central. Um, so I'm actually going to go ahead and say Napa Valley. Um, Napa is on my bucket list for travel. It has been for a really long time. And I'm not saying that Italy is not on my bucket list, but it's definitely not at the the top of my list um like if I could buy a ticket to go to Napa tomorrow like I would 
that's like, you know, wood. I can't afford it, probably. Um, that means I probably can't afford Italy either. So, but just Napa, like, it just, I don't know, like Napa Valley, it just like screams me, like getting out there on like one of those Adirondack chairs, enjoying a glass of wine, and just like looking at the scenery and just like totally relaxing. If you want to throw a cheese plate in there, like, yes, absolutely. If I'm in Italy, I would love a plate of pasta, like throw that in there for me. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with Napa Valley. And then our final question. So question number five, which Giants player has quietly impressed you this preseason? So I think this is a great question. And I always know, you know, the questions for us, I feel like are always like, you know, pick one and done. But Katie and I never do that. So I'm not going to pick one and done here. So I'm going with two rookies and then a, a second year. So you can call him a vet if you want, but a second year player. So our second year player, I'm going to go with Lorenzo Carter. One of our rookies, Corey Ballantyne. And then I'm totally going to screw up his name. And I, I honestly, like, you know me in names. But oh, I can pronounce his first name as his last name. Uh, but he's he's our, our picker out of Old Dominion. O'Shane Eximines. I don't know. Eximines. I don't know. I think people call him X. I follow him on social media. I think it's like OX. Like, let's just call him that, Okay. Because I can't pronounce it. So those are the people that are, and you know, it's quietly impressing me, but I think they're doing a really good job. And I think they're impressing a lot of other people as well. So let's go ahead and get into our big stories of the week for football. So I got four stories coming at you right now. So hold on, hang on to your seats. So the first one is this morning, um, the NFL, um, this is from NFL.com. Um, from one of their writers, Dan Hansis, another name I cannot pronounce. Um, and he did NFL preseason power ranking. So he ranked all 32 teams, 1 to 32. And I'm just going to go ahead and list them off to you um, and give, me, give you some of my basic feedback. So we're going in order from first to last. So at number one spot, no surprise here, you have the New England Patriots. And then it's the Rams, the Saints, the Chiefs the Colts, the Eagles, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Chargers, Ravens, Vikings, Texans, Packers, Browns, Falcons, Jaguars, Titans, Panthers, Broncos, Jets, Bills, 49ers, Raiders, Lions, Giants, Redskins, Bucks, Bengals, Cardinals, and last, in my opinion, not least, the Dolphins. So I got to tell you, and if I like missed a team, I like type this out really quickly. I got to tell you, I sat and looked at this list for probably like 15 minutes and questioned so many things. I think the top four is correct with the Patriots, Rams, Saints, and Chiefs. I like the Colts at number five. I think that's a bold choice, and I think that's great. I think some people are choosing to sleep on them, but I enjoy that pick at six, I mean at five. I question the Eagles at six, and the next question I'm going to throw out there, this is not because I'm a Giants fan, the Cowboys at number eight. You cannot sit here and tell me that the Steelers, Seahawks, Chargers, Packers, Falcons, Titans, Panthers, and Broncos 
are worse than the Cowboys in your preseason power rankings. I highly disagree, and I just rattled off like six teams that are better than the team that you put at the number eight spot. I'm happy with the Steelers at number nine. I like them sneaking into the top 10 in picks like this because I do think with a lot of the offseason drama, with a lot of the drama in their locker room, with everything that's going on, like um, can Juju replace? Can, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on that one kid's name. Um, you know, can he step up too? And it's just like, I don't, why am I blanking on that good kid's name? He's a young kid. Oh my God, this is, this is why I need Katie here with me because I'm just blanking. Hold on, I'm taking a sip of wine. Maybe that'll help. It did not help, but I'm going to pull up Instagram because this is going to bother the crap out of me. Um, but I think that a lot of people like put the Steelers away and I don't think that they're going to be gone this season. Like, I don't I, – I, I think they're going to do well. I think the division's definitely a tough one, but they're not out of here. So I like them being within the top ten for sure in this pick. I don't know. I can't find this kid. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bother me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to find out after the show. Oh, he's a young kid. Ugh, whatever. Putting that aside – um, the Dolphins, I do not disagree with them at number 32. I do think the Cardinals, Buccaneers, um, and the Bengals are worse than them or will be worse than them this season. Um, I'm surprised that the Redskins were put behind the Giants at number 29, and I'm surprised that they're back-to-back, to be honest. I think that there's a lot of hype with the Redskins um, right now. And I also think that they did a lot of big things in the offseason. I'm very optimistic with the Giants this season. But I do think that the Redskins are a larger threat to us than the Cowboys. So I would actually put them higher up on this list. And then everything else is just kind of like a mishmash. You know, it's you have 32 teams. Like we've only had a couple of preseason games. You're going off of X amount of things, everything like that. So some of them it's like I agree with, I don't, but I don't want to get into like too, too much detail. But like those are my initial thoughts there. I'm still thinking of this kid on the Steelers and it's really going to drive me up the damn wall. I wish we were watching live, right? Or like I was doing this live right now and then someone could tell me and tell me how stupid I am and how stupid I sound. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into our next story. Um, bit of a sad story um, for sure. Um, so former NFL and Texas player Cedric Benson, um, has died at the age of 36. So this is from NFL.com. Um, former NFL and Texas running back Cedric Benson, one of the most prolific rushers in NCAA and University of Texas history has died in a motorcycle accident in Texas. Um, so this happened earlier in the week and truly truly upsetting you have people like adrian peterson going out saying like you know they remember reading up on this kid like coming out of high school going into college entering the nfl and calling him the most prolific rushers in ncaa and university of texas history to me is an understatement this kid had talent he was such a big hype like i remember that like he got drafted by the bears in 2005 like this was one of the most talked about players during that time coming out of texas um he also played for the bengals and the packers i know a lot of bengals fans a lot of bengals players um the bengals organization they had a lot of statements out around this um 
A lot of players, um, a lot of Longhorn fans. Um, I actually work with a lot of people in Texas um, in that area, a lot of Longhorn alums. And just to know, you know, very upsetting, you know, seeing them retweet the posts, make posts themselves. Um, this is a big hit. It was definitely very upsetting. And to, you know, see such a horrific way to die, too, um, in a motorcycle accident. So thoughts and prayers to his family, his friends, um, all of his former teammates, his former coaches. Um, it's just, it's truly sad. And I feel like we're reporting on stuff like this, like more often than not. And it really, it really is sad to the football community. So I know this one definitely, um, definitely hit hard with me for sure. So moving on to our next story. Um, so it's not NFL related. It's not college football related, but get this, it is XFL related. So the XFL is coming and it's so funny. Someone today like tweeted out that like the NFL was like, oh yeah, sure. Like we'll see about like this XFL league, whatnot. Like they don't actually believe it's coming and like now it's here and like the NFL is probably like crapping their pants and like has no idea what to do which I think is funny. Um, so today they have revealed the names and logos for eight of their teams. So I'm going to go ahead and read the names for you. I don't have the logos, obviously, we're on a podcast, so you can go ahead and Google it. The Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the Washington Defenders. So those are your eight teams for the XFL. I think it's so funny when there's like alternative leagues or like new leagues, for example. Um, and by that, the new leagues, by example, I mean for like the, for Major League Lacrosse, like when that became a thing, like that was a new type of league. Um, when these alternatives and new leagues comes around, the names are like so intense and like they're so like random and like kind of out of here. Um, and it's like, you think of like, and maybe it's because like the NFL has like been around for so long, but like, I feel like they have basic stuff, like the Rams, the Cardinals, like, I don't know, like the Jets, like it's some like old school, like these ones, like the Battle Hawks, the Dragons, the Vipers, like there's so like in the MLL for like lacrosse, like they're like the Long Island, like lizards, like it's so like intense and like crazy. So I just feel like, you know, they definitely even like the Canadian Football League, they've got some like crazy names too. Um, but you see that they have like some major cities uh, tacked off. You got your two big ones in Texas, so Dallas and Houston. Um, you have LA, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay and Washington. Um, so Washington, like that's actually in my, I think to my knowledge, it's like Washington, D.C. It's like that's pretty cool um so you're following off of you know the the Redskins as well like having like a big um team like in that in the capital like I think that's super important um so yeah so I just I don't know like intense names so um it's taken them two years to determine locations signings agreements and coaches and next up so with the release of these eight teams today next up is the rule box like they need to finalize like rules and regulations and they're coming out and they're saying you know think of the NFL but like some like major tweaks and some uh, things that are more like entertaining for the fans. So a lot of things probably where we like roll our eyes with, with the NFL or like this is taking so long and all this stuff, like it's probably going to be a lot more entertaining for the fans. So it, to me, like I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out. 
um, there's time and time again where like I'll catch a CFL game and it's you know they're very interesting um, so I'm looking forward to seeing like how this goes um, and then also like on this as well they had their first official signing and it was QV Landry Jones who had played for the Steelers so I know I retweeted that like that was pretty exciting so that's a good first pick for a brand new league that you're putting together um so yeah so if you're on social media um the xfl is across like all the major networks facebook instagram uh linkedin so uh twitter i would go to instagram and twitter uh check out check out their introductions for each team um they have a very talented media social media marketing team you can tell maybe they're using an agency right now but they really thought this out and um everything looks really good so kudos to them on that so pretty exciting and our final story of the night, and it's not really a story, so it's just like a topic, and we're going to definitely go into this in more detail next week when Katie comes back. So you know we're always talking about fantasy. It's coming around. I know some people have their drafts this weekend, so that's why I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, and then drafts are to come. So my draft's actually on Labor Day, so we have time. You literally have up until like the first game. Um, so there's going to be a lot. So we'll, Katie and I will talk about it in the, the weeks to come. Right up until that first game, we're going to be talking about fantasy for you. So I did want to give you a sneak peek, and I wanted to give you a sneak peek on an interesting um, position. So it's tight ends because – Rob Gronkowski is no longer in the mix. You know that was everyone's favorite go-to, like first rounder or whenever they could get him, anything like that. So I'm going to give you my top five individuals um, that I think are going to go off right away. And if you can grab one of these five, you are, you're good. I'm going to give you them in order right now. So Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, and OJ Howard. Those are my top tight ends um, in that specific order for fantasy this year. So Travis Kelsey is pretty much a no-brainer. If you can get him, please grab him right away. Um, You will be happy. George Kittle, I had George Kittle last year, and I was very happy. Katie and I talk about him on the show all the time. What an outstanding player. Um, I put him ahead of Zach Ertz. Um, I'm actually... From a fantasy standpoint, I think moving into this 2019 season, um, I think he's your better bet um, for fantasy. So then you have Zach Ertz. um, And then the bottom three. So I I put them this way because you have Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard. Hunter Henry and O.J. Howard have played two seasons um, total together. Like they, you know, it's not like... I can't really explain it, but they played two seasons. Um, and Edwin Ingram, to mind, I, and he's a Giants player, so I should totally know that. I think he's on his third season. Um, Hunter Henry is at a little over 1,000 yards um, for his career. And so is Evan Ingram. So that's why I put Hunter Henry uh, above Evan Ingram. You know, he's got a little bit more of an edge over an Evan Ingram. And then also, don't, I mean, I think a lot of people, like, have slept on Evan Ingram in the past. Like, don't. Definitely have him in your top five for sure. Um, the only thing is that I think prior to preseason, everyone questioned the New York Giants wide receiver game, um, losing Odell Beckham with the Golden Tate situation. But we've got, and like, oh, sorry, excuse me, like Sterling Shepard getting hurt. Okay, well, he's back. And a lot of our backup, you know, second string, you know, rookie wide receivers, like they are on fire 
we look good in that area. And prior to preseason, a lot of people were thinking like, uh, crap, like Evan Ingram's going to have to step up here. So that's why I think in the beginning, I would have put him ahead of Hunter Henry because he would be so versatile on the field. You don't know which position he's playing. So he's going to rack up those points for you. But now I think the Giants are actually pretty settled in the wide receiver area. And listen, that may change. I understand it's only preseason, but I'm pretty confident with where we are right now. So, excuse me, I don't think the Giants are going to have to go into that mode where they need to use him in all of these different areas. So, again, at the number four spot. And then O.J. Howard. He falls actually a little bit underneath them with about like 990 maybe yards total for his career. But again, another great person to have. Um, He is on the Buccaneers, so... You, you never know how they're going to do. Like, you know, there's so many questions with that. But, you know, if he's if he's the guy, if he's the guy putting up points for them, if he's helping and it's week after week, you want a type of person like that on your fantasy team. So those are my top five. Again, for you, um, if you're taking notes, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, and O.J. Howard in that order. Okay, so... That is it for football. So let's go ahead and get into the Real Housewives um, stories of the week. So I'm a little bit somber and my voice is kind of like low. I have to take a sip of wine for this. I'm sorry. I'm a little upset. So this is breaking news. Um, I actually like just read it before the show. So this is like fresh. And like my emotions are super fresh too. Um, So it was just... And we only have one story. We only need one story tonight. It was just announced today, late today. Like I said, I just read it before I started recording. Um, The exclusive comes from Vanity Fair. It is breaking news. Bethany Frankel to leave Real Housewives of New York. So this is it, folks. She is exiting the franchise. Um, This is an exact quote from her. I have decided to leave the Housewives franchise to explore my next chapter, Frankel said in the statement. It's time to move on and focus on my daughter, my philanthropy, and my production partnership with Mark Burnett, producing and starring in shows which represent a shift in the conversation for women. With the changes in modern culture, I want to highlight the strength, confidence, and unstoppable power that women have. My experience at Bravo has been an incredibly magical ride. I am so grateful to them for highlighting my entrepreneurialism and allowing me to pave the way for many women to achieve their goals. I am excited for my future. The best is yet to come. So this is hard. Um, Bethany has, you know, taken a hiatus from the show in the past. Um, It's like years ago. But she came back and she, you know, she is one of the faces of this franchise. And I... Bravo is in such a, um, in my opinion, such a, like a hole, like a dark hole right now, or like a rut, say. They lose Lisa Vanderpump, an OG member for Beverly Hills. They demote Vicki Gumbelson to friends, the literally the OG housewife of everyone. And now Bethany Frankel is choosing to leave on her own, to go work with another network. So it's not even like Lisa Vanderpump stays um, with Bravo because of Vanderpump rules. She's still making them a lot of cash. Vicky Gumbelson's still there. She's there as a friend. 
Bethany Frankel is just leaving in general, leaving Housewives, leaving Bravo. It's taking such a, like the Housewives are like taking, like it's such a, like a bad path in my opinion. They're, they're losing their stars. And Katie and I have said this multiple times. Um, it, the, the seasons just haven't been, haven't been great. I, I saw a really funny tweet the other day and it was like one of the gifs from the office of like Andy Bernard if you guys are like I don't know it's but it's him like basically like rolling his eyes and like biting his lip and like pretty much like nervous and the caption was like when the housewives members are watching how well below deck is doing and it's true shows like that are thriving right now for Bravo and the housewives are really taking a back seat other shows are stepping up and just doing so much better and delivering the content that us as viewers want. People like Bethany, Vicky, LVP leaving is just not good for Housewives in general. I am very upset about Bethany leaving. I did not expect this. Um, I was actually going to correct myself because I'm pretty sure last week I called her daughter Avery. I think her daughter's name is Bryn. So like I totally screwed that up. But it's funny because like I had that written in like my show notes. Like I was going to correct myself about Bethany. And then I read this right before the show. And you got to go on Twitter. You got to see everything. Like people are totally heartbroken. And this comes on the cusp of BravoCon. So she's leaving the network. She's not going to be at BravoCon. We're not going to see her. I'm not going to have my chance to, to meet Bethany. Um, I think she's doing what she like truly desires though. Um, I love her philanthropy, you know, the, um, the be strong movement, um, you know, like the hashtag, like this is a crisis, like her and going, doing all of that. Um, I do love that about her, um, her building up her franchise of skinny girl, um, you know, looking to go and sell that now, you know, she truly is a businesswoman, um, a true entrepreneur, but she does it for the better of the world. And right now she's obviously giving a lot of time and money back um, because of how successful she is. You can't really say that for a lot of successful people in the world. Like, do they really give their time and their resources back? No, a lot of them just go and spend their money. Like, Bethany is not that person. Um, She's really dedicated to that. So now it seems as if she's going to create a new show Um that represents, you know, the shift in conversation for women. Um, yeah, I think with Skinny Girl, like, she really, you know, had that platform for women. Um, I'm not sure, like, what her other one. I think her other ones are just really helping, like, with crises and things like that. So it's, it's, it would be interesting to see what she says and her opinions um, in regards to the cultural shift for women there. Um, but, yeah, I... I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. It's so sad because when the whole thing with her and Carol happens, like everyone was like team Bethany, like the show can survive without Carol. Like what are we going to, like what is next season going to look like? They were already talking about like chopping off like Dorinda or Luann, like and Tinsley's always been on the chopping block. So now you definitely have one of them gone. What if they let go of someone else and bring on like two, three new people? It's going to be a lot. And that franchise and a couple other ones haven't been so great with bringing on new people. I don't know. I'm like literally like, I can't even say I'm at a loss for words because I just spoke like 10 minutes on this topic. But it's like, I don't know. I feel so weird about this. 
Like, I'm sad. I love Bethany. Like, I really do. Um, she always drops some major truth bombs. She's so blunt. Um, of course, sometimes, like, we definitely, like, Katie and I have our differences, like, with her and, like, what she does and everything like that. But I am just, like, oh, my goodness. I'm shook. I'm taking another sip of wine. I really am shocked about this. I was not expecting this to pop up in my Twitter feed um, on like my news alerts. I just, I really wasn't. Um, so Bravo has not commented yet. I'm looking to see what Andy says, what Bravo says and everything like that. Um, but I don't know, maybe we'll have more to come. I'm sure Katie's going to want to comment it. I've already messaged her like a couple times on Instagram, but I know she's living her best life in Thailand right now. Um, but this is this is not going to be good news for her. Um, so I'm sure we'll talk about it next week um, as it develops over the next seven days. So like I said, that is, that's it for Housewives. I, I couldn't even go into another topic right now. Like that is it. Um, no other topic is worth mentioning. So that's that. So moving into the get it off my chest portion. Uh, we're not going to do a game tonight, uh, obviously, because I'm by myself again. <laughs> so I don't want to play a game by myself. Uh, but we'll come back with a huge, huge fun game next week. Um, so get it off your chest. Um, so you guys know the drill, positive, negative, football, housewives, life, whatever you want. Just get it off your chest. Like Just really let it go. It feels like I just got it off my chest with Bethany, but um, I do have another one. Um, I'll try to try to keep it short. I've already know like I've been with you guys for about thirty minutes right now, so I want to definitely keep these episodes that I'm flying solo short and sweet. Um, so my get it off my chest comes from uh, this week as well. It's a fresher, fresher topic. I didn't make it a football topic, so I want to talk about it now. Sports Illustrated comes out with their latest issue and the Browns are, um, including Odell Beckham, on the front cover. And like the title's like, the Browns are are back. A lot of jokes out there, like back from what? So like, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, so continuing the hype around the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I, get, I get the hype. Um, I don't want people to get too sucked into it though. But you have interviews inside the issue of Sports Illustrated with Baker Mayfield and Odell, and it's a constant whirlwind of talking about the New York Giants. I feel like they're turning into the next Troy Aikman and Joe Buck because those two individuals cannot keep the New York Giants out of their mouth no matter what is happening. They're commenting a game against the... Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens and it's about the New York Giants and that was just an example um they're then they're crap crap talking the Giants it's not it's never a positive thing it's net and it's like who are these people it's like all they know how to do is talk poorly about the Giants Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham are becoming those people so what Baker had said basically in a summary was like I can't believe they would draft Daniel Jones and then it went along the lines of like you know some people just draft a guy because they think he's the guy but you have to realize like he's going out and actually playing quarterback for you he has to be talented like what what Baker people were surprised that the Browns went after you in the first round like what I I don't understand, not in the first round, sorry, the first pick. 
Uh, it was the first round, but I met the first pick. Like, I seriously? And going after our rookie quarterback, like, back up. You were a rookie quarterback in this league. Like, I don't appreciate that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Kid has nothing against you. Like, don't pin him down because he's a New York Giant. Ooh, boo-hoo, we heard Odell Beckham's feelings because we traded him. Well, guess what? This is a business, so you need to get over it. Like, literally both of you need to get over it and get the Giants out of your mouth. It's absolutely ridiculous. So he comes out, like, later saying that Sports Illustrated, like, spun it and he didn't actually say that and all this stuff. Uh, Listen... I'm not buying it. He said those words. He's one to stir the pot. I am totally over Baker Mayfield. I'm totally over this Browns hype. And it's like, get it? Shut up. You go listen to Daniel Jones's reaction to it. He is a, you know, class, class act. He's taken lessons from Eli Manning on the field and off the field. He knows how to talk to reporters and he knows how to play football. Keep it going. And then with Odell Beckham saying in there that the Giants traded him like as like payback almost. They wanted him, they want him to die in Cleveland. What does it even mean? Like we did it because we knew he, he would suffer there and suck there. Again, Odell, and like maybe you should realize this, like I think we're like the same age or maybe like you're a year, year younger than me, but I've been in the business world for five years now. And you've been in the NFL for maybe four years now. Maybe you're a year younger than me, which is so embarrassing. Like, know what a business is. Know what transactions are. Know what certain things are. Everything like that. Like, you're in a business. Like, it might be fun for you. Like, you get to play a sport for a living. Like, wow, I'm super jealous. But at the end of the day, people are making money. You're making money. And a team is making money off of you alongside investors and things like that. So it's a business. So the Giants didn't send you off to fail. They sent you off because there was money involved. There was picks involved and things like that. And that's how a business operates. They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about them and how the Giants are going to move forward. So get it out of your head. The biggest thing is that you were a cancer in the locker room. You were a cancer on the field. You were a distraction. And you've done nothing but prove all of those things after being traded to the Browns. So why don't you just shut up and then prove us wrong with your play on the field? I just don't think you can do that because you are a distraction and you are a cancer. So I hope the Browns do have fun with you. And if you really think we sent you off to fail, then maybe you will. So that's my get it off my chest. Browns players, other people, get the Giants out of your mouth. Because seriously, we're just here to play football and have yet to do something wrong. So thanks. (sighs) That felt so good. I need another glass of wine. Another glass of wine. I meant sip, but maybe another glass too. Um, Okay. So that is it. Um, Hey, I held you guys here for like 40 minutes. So thank you for tagging along with me again. um, Katie is back next week. So don't worry about that. Um, So don't miss um, Real Housewives of Orange County, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Real Housewives of Potomac, Sundays at 8. 
And then football preseason continues this week. So it goes tomorrow up until Sunday. So there's no Monday night this week, uh, to my knowledge, at least. So I could be wrong. Um, just check your team's times. Check when they're playing. I know the Giants are playing tomorrow. Um, so see if they're playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, and again, don't forget to listen and subscribe to us. So we are on all the major podcast outlets. We're on Apple Podcasts. or on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want to go. Go, go, get our podcast, listen, subscribe, go, go, go. Um, so yeah, so thank you guys again for joining me um, for these past two weeks. Like I said, Katie will be back next week. We'll be doing our live show. So we'll be interacting, engaging with you live. Um, just keep on the lookout on our Facebook page and our Instagrams um, to get some notifications. So thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and have another sip of wine. Cheers to you guys. And thank you. I'll see you next week.